Welcome to the C12 Podcast. C12 is a college and young adult ministry where 20-somethings at 12 Stone Church gather on Thursday nights. We hope you are encouraged and guided by today's message. Hi, guys. It is so good to be with you, and you look amazing. (laughs) Thanks. Shout out to my small group. I love you guys. You're the best. Uh, And if you haven't met Steve... Rue, it's just an experience you must have. You want to just wave at everybody? <laughs> yes, yes, it's back. Um, so you had some, you had some icebreaker cards on your table. Anybody of you, any of you use those? We had one at our table that said, would you rather stay up late, finish the project, or get up really early and finish it in the morning? If you're stay up late, raise your hand. You are my people, yes. That's me too. <laughs> That's me too. Who's, who are the uh, get up early in the morning people? God bless you. Listen, here's the good news. I think that people believe you're better Christians, right? I, I think that they believe you're a better Christian if you get up early in the morning. I, I don't think that's true. I'm, an, I'm a night person. Jesus is there at night too. I can tell you, testify. He is there at night. Uh, it's really good to be with you. Um, we are in this great series. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, called Dream Again. Um, And if you were here two weeks ago, Andy Brightbill, who is uh, one of my new friends here at 12 Stone, an amazing person, uh, like just an individual and a true man of God, he he preached, he taught two weeks ago, and he kind of kicked the series off from what I understand, and I, I got to listen to it on podcast. And since it's been two weeks, I wanted to just touch a couple highlights to kind of remind us of where we are going uh, where we've been, and I'm really excited about what God wants to say tonight through the word. And he talked about how, when we talk about dream again, the last couple of years have been challenging for all of us in different ways, and in some ways we put a lot of things on hold. And I love it, Andy's talked about, he said, the question is not, do I have purpose? That's not the question. That's clearly answered in scripture a hundred different times. Ephesians 2.10, he talked about, for we are God's masterpiece created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago, right? That's amazing news. And he also talked about how you are already a part of God's story. You have been for a long time. God's gifted you, given you talents and abilities. That's a really good message. And he gave caution about things that can get in the way. Do you remember shadow mission? Anybody remember he talked about shadow mission? It's a really cool concept where how the, the plans and the purpose of God can be undermined by ego or wounds that we don't deal with. So really powerful. And then last week, how many of you were here in this building or at, out of campus last Thursday for Holy Week? We did nights of prayer and worship. Amazing. It was so, every night was a little bit different. Uh, I couldn't make it for every single night, but I was here for like three or four of the nights. And it was incredible. The things that God did. Uh, definitely was holy and sacred. And tonight, the direction we're going as we talk about dream again, I pray that that you find that sacred space inside of you that God has wired all of us with. This place uh, that we dream from, this place that, that God has really intentionally created. And the idea of dream in American culture can get trivial, So when we talk about that word, we have like the American dream, right? I'm not exactly sure what that means anymore. I think it used to mean like you have a house and a white picket fence 
2.5 kids and a dog and a yard. Uh, I'm not sure what it means now. I'm not exactly sure. But there's this idea of this dream, the pipe dream. Sometimes we hear that. That's not a positive thing. Dream house, dream girl, dream, dream car. And when we talk about dreams, sometimes we can trivialize that concept. Here's the thing. God not only wants you to dream, he's literally created you to be unsatisfied if you don't. And there's something inside of us that we're going to dig into and explore tonight that he's created this vacuum where we, we need to understand purpose. We, we can't live not knowing that. I, I definitely have had seasons in my life where I tried to just float, just coast. Uh, I'm just, I'm making enough money to earn a living. I love my kids. They know I love them. I can do this. And I can, you can only do that for a season. And something starts to get restless inside of you. And you're like, we just know there's more. That is the place that God has designed inside of you, that sacred place for dreaming. And only he can help it make sense. So if you are a note taker, I encourage you to jot down some things that stand out to you tonight, because I think that God wants to deal with you about this whole idea of dreaming. God not only has a dream, a design, a destiny for your life, he created you with the capacity to dream in the first place. And here's something I love about, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about how we're created in God's image. One of my favorite ways that we look like God or resemble him is in our creativity. Your imagination is the place where your thoughts and ideas intersect with miraculous power to create something out of nothing. That's your imagination. And a lot of us forget how to do that as we get older and more mature. We're trying to be responsible. The imagination is this beautiful place where the creativity of God lives And I think that we need to remember that and embrace that and visit it often. Go back to imagining, what if there were no obstacles? What if I didn't have to worry about how much money I would make? What would God have me do? How would I dream? And I love that, how we resemble God in that way. So how do we direct our dreaming when we follow Jesus? Let's get into the word. This is where all the good stuff is. Uh, Romans chapter 8, one of my favorite chapters in the New Testament Romans chapter 8, if you want to turn there, I'm using, or if you're using your your device, I'm reading out of the NIV tonight, and I think they'll have it on the screen for you too. Paul talked a lot about God's dream for us, about purpose, and he gave a lot of great instruction. That whole chapter talks about what it means to live by the Spirit, how to actually do that, and I would encourage you to read the whole chapter at some point in your your quiet time. We're going to hone in on a few verses um, as we're talking about dreaming that I think are going to give us some actual handles to doing this. And we're going to start with verse 28. Verse 28 through 30. Verse 28, this one is probably known to many of you. It says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You ever heard that verse before? Yes. Uh, If you graduated from high school, many of you probably had that verse written in your card, right? Uh, or a lot of times if you're going through a really tough thing, sometimes a good Christian friend will text it to you and remind you, God works, the th- he works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I love that. That gives us the big so what. That verse in this, in this particular section of scripture gives us the big so what. What am I actually, what is the goal? What's God's purpose? What is his objective for me? And the so what is that he's going to take everything that we bring to the table 
and use it for good. For who? For us. Those he loves and are called according to his purpose. So we come to the table, this amazing song that we're doing at 12 Stone right now, and they're doing it tonight when I asked. I was like, look at God, that's awesome. We come to the table. God says, come to the table, bring what you have. And he promises to take those things and work them for good. It doesn't say only bring your pretty things, only bring your practiced things, only bring your perfect things. He just says, just come to the table, just bring you. And he will take all the things, including the mess and the struggle and the fear of failure and the insecurity, and he will work it for good. He'll mold it and shape it and develop it for good. And in all of the years that I've been following Jesus, I can tell you he's done this for me over and over and over again. And there are so many times I think, I've really made a mess of this. If it's a sculpture, it's just a lumpy thing with a few bedazzled jewels in there. It just looks like nothing. God, I don't know what you can do with this. And he molds it into something that I'm like, wow, I don't think that was, are you sure that was mine? I don't even understand what you did with it. So verse 28 is the big so what. God works all things for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And I want to speak just really briefly to those of you tonight that are struggling with the good for good part. Because you, um, sometimes we can get stuck in this place of I don't think I'm worthy of good from God. I don't think I deserve it. I keep screwing up. I keep going back through the same struggles. But God did not say that, that this depended on your performance and on how perfect you are. He just said, come, come to the table. You are called. I love you. You're called for my purpose. I'll work it for good. And then we look at verse 29 and 30. And this shows us the ways that God is going to accomplish this purpose. There's really good news in here. And I don't know if you'll catch it, but I'll make sure that we, that we get there. 29 and 30 says, he foreknew and he predestined. He foreknew and he predestined. Those are, they mean the exact same thing, those two words. Foreknew is I knew beforehand. Predestined, I had knowledge beforehand. They're the exact same words. And it's not uncommon in Scripture, especially in the New Testament, for the speaker or the writer to repeat something to make a point. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you. That, that was used a lot. There would be repetition, and it wasn't because of redundancy. It was because of emphasis. It was because he was like, I want to make sure you hear this. Truly, truly, I'm saying to you. And here he's saying, he foreknew and he predestined. They're both the same. God saw you coming. He foreknew. He knew you in your mother's womb. He knew you before your parents even thought about you. And he predestined you, meaning he set the future up for you. And he predestined us to be conformed to the image of Jesus. That's the ultimate dream, to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And you think about that. If your dream right now has something to do with maybe making a certain uh, amount of money, I think about, okay, how does that measure up to what Jesus, what his goal was? What does that look like? Does, does that mean I have to live poor? No, it doesn't mean you have to live poor. But if, if God is calling us to resemble Jesus, we can find our dreams in what he purposed for us, in what he loved, in what he sought after. And what's so cool is he said, you seek that and the rest will be added to you. 
whatever the rest is that's destined for you. And when we talk about being conformed to the image of Jesus, it does not mean becoming the best version of yourself. This is a saying that I have, I think I've said it actually, becoming the best version of myself. And it's not that it's not true, but I don't know if it's the right goal. If we're called as Christ followers to become conformed to the image of Jesus, then I think I'm going to look actually a little less like me and more like him. And the way I talk, I'm going to talk a little less like I would ha- happen to talk with a little too much sarcasm at times, a little too much attitude when I'm tired. I'm going to talk more like Jesus, words of grace and words of patience, right? So I'm probably not going to look like the best version of myself. I think my goal is to look like Jesus and to measure myself against who he is and how he loved people and how he lived. So just keep that in mind, right? Better is good. That is the thing that we're striving for, but it's because we're becoming like Jesus, not because we're coming to be like the best image of ourselves. Ultimately, this was the plan from the beginning. Have you heard the phrase imago Dei? It's Latin, um, from the Latin version of the Bible, meaning the image of God. We are the imago Dei. We are God's image walking around on the planet, bearing his image, bearing his likeness, and that is what he's called us to, and he destined it from the very beginning. In Genesis 1.26, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. So God created human beings in his own image, in the image of God, he created them. That's been the plan since before, not just the beginning of our story, but beginning of the whole story, was that he would create us in the image of God. And so even in our imperfection, God's image is still imprinted in us. It's still there. There's nothing that we can do to change ourselves so drastically and erase the image of God. We are going to bear his image whether we desire that or not. That should be good news to you. That should give you hope today. You already are an image bearer. You're already carrying that, and God has already purposed that for you. So now it's just a process of discovering what it looks like in you. Because beautifully, we're not all the same. And so let's jump back to 29 and 30. So he talks about he foreknew, he predestined. We're made in his image. We're becoming conformed to the image of Jesus. And then it goes on to say, for those he predestined, he called. For those he called, he justified. Justified means to be made right, made worthy. That's what it means to be justified. You were not worthy. He made you worthy. So those he justified, he glorified. Friends, glorified is living the dream. When we are glorified, it's because the image of God is shining out through our lives. That is the dream. What it means in your vocation can be a wide variety of things. What it means in your giftings and your strengths and your relationships, it can look different for so many people. But what it always resembles is the image of God shining out through who you are and what you're doing and what you say. His dream is your destiny. And sometimes we're striving after achievement. We're striving after a career, which is very worthy. Like, we do have to have a job. <laughs> your parents don't want you to live in your base, their house forever. 
You don't want to live in their house forever. So an income is necessary, but is an income, is your career, is that your dream? So many people that have made it in the traditional way could tell you that they got to the place where they thought they always wanted to be, and then they were disappointed. It was like, that's it? So a career is part of your design, yes. Your future relationships, that's part of your design, yes. But if we desire to live out the design that God's wired us to, I think we're going to get to all those places. I think he's going to align all of that. But when we seek after being conformed to the image of Jesus, it's going to take us to places maybe we didn't expect. We're all in the process of becoming. Fingerprints are super interesting. This is a great image of, or a great example of this. Uh, fingerprints, when you're in utero, when there's a baby in utero, about 19 weeks, fingerprints and footprints start to form. 19 weeks. They're just tiny. By six months in utero, which a baby's like 12 inches long at best, they have fully formed fingerprints and footprints and palm prints, and they are like no one else on the planet. I don't know how this happened, but in our small group, we have two sets of twins. <laughs> in one small group, two sets of twins. And I know that one set is identical. So their DNA are, are the same or virtually the same, almost exactly identical, but their fingerprints are completely different. God has gone to such intentionality to make each of us unique, designed in completely different ways. We might have some of the same strengths in this room or some of the same personality types, like some of us are late night people, some are morning people. We can have some really similar traits, but still how that's exhibited in the world looks totally different. Do you have any Enneagram fans in the room? Some that you know? I'm a seven wing eight, and I've met, <laughs> I've met a bunch of people that are that same personality type, and we're totally different. I'm good at stuff they are not good at, and vice versa. They're great at stuff I am not good at. I have a friend who's a seven wing eight. She never has FOMO, and it's like a chronic disease for me. Because we're all, like, there are, we have similarities. Again, we carry the image of God. So we have this beautiful thing in common that we all resemble him in some way. However, he's uniquely designed us. Fingerprints are the same. And here's kind of a closing thought. And then we're going to do something very interactive tonight to explore this idea a little further. Closing thought, <clears throat> we need to think in drafts, not copies. Because here's the thing, when I was 21, there was the draft of me at that time, I, if I looked back, I, it would be easy for me to just find all the things that were wrong in that draft. <laughs> just take a red pen, scratching stuff out. Oh, you're so stupid. Why are you so naive? Why did you do I've learned to love that draft of me at 21 because I would not be where I am now. And those things formed me and shaped me and influenced who God has called me to be. You need to think in drafts. Embrace the draft that you are in right now. And in five years, you'll be living in a new draft and you will have made edits to the last one. And God in his goodness will point out some things that you can adjust. But remember, this process of becoming like Jesus takes your entire life. You are not late and you're not perfect. So if we find somewhere in the middle... I am living in the time that God's called me to right now. This is a draft of becoming like Jesus, and I'm going to accept this space, and I'm going to learn everything I can from here.
it's cool because Da Vinci is one of the most brilliant artists, especially the Renaissance period, but really of all time. Leonardo Da Vinci, brilliant man. He was a painter, but he was a sculptor and an architect and an engineer, you know, one of those overachiever people. And he, it's really cool because he, he has, we have, he has paintings all over the world being displayed. And they use this infrared scanning technology called uh, reflectograph. And they're able to scan his paintings. And what they found as they scanned them was layers and layers and layers of drafts. He painted the original, covered it over and started again. Covered it over and started again. Covered it over and started again. Brilliant, brilliant artist amongst the best among us in all of human history that we know of. And he had draft after draft after draft after draft. One particular draft he worked on for 16 years, and he died before he was able to finish it. Everyone who knew him knew he was not done. He wasn't happy with that final version, but it now hangs in the Louvre in Paris, and it's called the Mona Lisa. It was a draft. We need to think in drafts. We need to accept that I'm not going to get everything right in this version, in this draft. But I'm going to learn. And God is the one writing the story. And when you can't think in copies. You can't be looking at the life of someone else that's around you and you're watching and you admire things in them and you're like, I'm just going to imitate everything they do. That's thinking in copies. You need to recognize how God is designed and how he's writing your story. This draft right now. Think in drafts, not copies. That's a story that's being written for someone else. And every time we try to divert to that, you just lose ground. You stay stuck and you keep cycling in the same place and you don't grow. Think in drafts, not copies. Eyes on your own paper. Right? Eyes on your own paper. Stop copying and comparing. We've experienced a lot of pain through this epidemic, this pandemic that we've had. I would propose to you we're still living in a pandemic of comparison. It's crippling. It's affecting us every day. We're mindful of what everyone else is doing. Remember, drafts and editing is painful. Allowing someone else to step in and edit is painful. I want to have you guys, whoever has the the papers, we're going to start passing out a tool we want to share with you tonight. The last piece of this is, in this discovery process of becoming like Jesus, I'm going to invite you to discovery. I'm also going to invite you and challenge you to discipline. Um, we're putting a tool in your hands. This is a spiritual gifts assessment. Some of you may have taken one before. It won't take you very long. It's pretty straightforward. It's one great example of a tool of discovery. There are a bunch out there. This is an excellent one, and it's actually based in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There's a list there of the spiritual gifts, and we want to give you a few minutes to look at this list, answer the questions, and let me tell you this. Look at me for a second. Don't overthink it. And keep your eyes on your own paper, right? Literally and figuratively. Take a few minutes, answer the assessment, this is a discovery process for you. And what's really cool is as you're finishing, we're going to take some time to go into worship. And I want you to let God speak to you about this draft season you're in. Pens are back of your chair. There's pen in the back of your chair. Drafts, not copies.
Thank you for listening to the C12 podcast today. To stay connected with C12, make sure to follow us on Instagram at C12 Stuff. One of the best ways to get connected with others and grow in your relationship with God is jumping into a small group. To sign up for small groups, go to 12stone.com slash small groups and search college. We hope to see you next week.